0: Hello and welcome to Automators, the podcast where we talk about grabbing your technology and making it submit and do whatever it is that you would like it to do, usually something related to work, uh, but also a lot of the times fun, because you know, why not make your work fun with a little automation? I am Rosemary Orchard. I'm joined as always by David Sparks. Hey David, how are you?
1: Good Rose. Although your your intro felt a little extreme to me. Like, you know, we're gonna grab uh, the I'm... technology, we're gonna
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to grab it like we're going yeah. to talk about stream decks later and i've been picking one up and taking it with me so you that, know well, just... that's
1: true you do literally grab it and take it with you don't you yeah yeah, yeah. But sometimes yeah. you just nudge it you say hey would you please do this thing when i do that thing yeah yeah all yeah. right well we we are the automators and uh we're very excited today uh one of our favorite automation apps for the mac keyboard maestro came out with a whole brand new version there's a ton of new features uh, Rose and I have been kicking the tires and checking it out. We're going to be talking about that. Um, and then the bonus section for the Automators Max members, we are going to do a check in on our Stream Decks because Rose and I are both Stream Deck enthusiasts and uh, we both have been using them. And we thought it'd be fun to just check in to see what software we're using and some cool tricks we're doing with the Stream Decks. But, but the big show today is all about Keyboard Maestro 11. Peter has released a new update. And uh, man, he, he always delivers the goods, doesn't he?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Keyboard Maestro is one of those apps that, you know, it will have plenty of, you know, bug fixes and improvements and new features and so on during the life cycle of, um, you know, a release. But then every two years or so, a brand new release will come out and it'll just be like, oh, my gosh, there are all these amazing things in it. And I'd never thought about this. And I yeah, there's there's so many little things in this um, and some big things as well that are just making me really excited to, to you know, refresh some of my automation as as it is.
1: It's always fun when you look through his release notes, he even like puts thank yous out to people who requested features. You know, he's like, yeah. oh, that's a good idea. And he adds it and he'll thank the specific person. And, you know, uh, it, uh, Keyword Maestro really is an application on a model from days gone past, right? It It's an app where you buy it, and the developer does continue to make small fixes and, and tweaks to it over time. But then, every, like Rose said, every few years, he says, hey, I made a bunch of additions. Uh, I'd appreciate if you paid me a few bucks to, to, to support me and, and get this upgrade. And he does a really good job. The upgrade price is $25. Um, if you are coming from version 10, the prior version, and you do it before the middle of December, you can get it for $18, but either way, it's, man, I got my credit card out the moment I saw there was an update.
0: Uh, and of course, if you were one of those people who bought version 10 just before version 11 came out, you know, Peter's not just going to leave you sitting there. He, he'll he he'll make sure that it's sorted out. There was a little window of time uh, for folks who, who just purchased the uh, uh, version 10 um, as well, which is uh, always greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, just making sure that all this stuff continues working with all these new fabulous operating systems.
1: And I am going to be, I've already heard a bunch from a bunch of you because w- I did the F- Keyboard Maestro field guide, which released with version 10 of Keyboard Maestro. Uh, I am going to be adding additional videos to that. It'll be a free update. So basically, if you own the course, you're going to get a bunch more videos with the version 11 features demonstrating how they work and how to use them. Um, that is not going to happen though, till probably right after the new year. I'm in the midst of another project right now. I don't want to get that done first, but. There'll be a free update to the Keyboard Maestro Field Guide, and I will be covering the the version 11 upgrade. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I thought it'd be fun just to kind of take, you know, we both, we have a running list here of the things that we thought were cool as we've been playing with it. Uh, it's been out uh, about a week and a half now as we record this, so both of us have had enough time to kick the tires a bit. And uh, I thought we'd just start going through them, uh, starting with the new macro wizard. So this is an interesting tool. I mean, Keyboard Maestro um, is is great, but for a lot of people, it has a steep learning curve, you know, because it is a programming environment, albeit a basic one and very visual one. Uh, that's the reason I made a field guide on it, was to teach people how to use it. But uh, they added a new feature under the file menu called new macro wizard. and This is a great way to get yourself rolling with a new macro. And you can put in your title, you can put in the group where it's going to land. I have mine set for testing. I think that might be the default, but I always make new ones I want to try out in a testing folder. And then it, it prompts you for the trigger. So you can say, well, I want this to be triggered by a hotkey or a status menu button or a type string or even... It gives you the option to add it later. And then it says, well, what do you want to do? Uh, Well, we can activate an application or open a file or manipulate a window. There's a whole list of things you can do. And this is the kinds of things a lot of people want to do with Keyboard Maestro. So um, they've made a very simple way to get yourself up and running with the application and create custom Keyboard Maestro macros with little or no effort.
0: Yeah. And I think that this is a really lovely idea. Um, And it's one of those things where it it does just make your life perhaps a little bit easier for somebody who doesn't open the application to do stuff in it potentially very often. And you just want to kind of be walked through it and and given a little bit of a guide. Um, And I love that it's just very simple. Uh, And because a lot of the time I'll create a macro and I'll just be doing it really quickly and not really thinking about it. And then later, I have to go find out which folder I put it in because I accidentally put it in the podcast automators folder instead of like the work GitHub folder or something like that. And that, that you know, messes me up when I'm, I'm trying to find out why isn't this macro triggering? Oh, it's because it's not going to run on this machine in this circumstance um, because that's what my my group is set up for. So yeah, it's very nice that uh, that, that is, um, you know, just there to make it a little bit easier for folks.
1: How do you organize your macro groups or you could also call them folders, but in Keyboard Maestro, you have groups of macros. How do you organize yours?
0: Well, there's groups and then there's smart groups. So I kind of think of them as playlists um, and then smart playlists. Um, It's not quite the same thing because they really are more like folders. Um, But what I tend to do is um, if I've got like a group of groups, (laughs) for want of a better way to put it. I'll prefix the name of the group. So I have podcast colon automators. Uh I have podcast colon iOS today. And then I have some further ones which is like podcast colon iOS today pipe Airtable. And this is like for ones very specific to Airtable um, for the iOS today podcast and I've also been creating one that says podcast colon automators pipe Notion. Spoiler alert folks, uh we're going to be talking about Notion in a future episode. Um, so I tend to try to uh, group like things together, hence having the word podcast before the word automators, because otherwise automators is at the top, iOS today is in the middle. Um, and just podcast general is them right at the bottom, which really doesn't help. Um, and then other than that, um, if it is an application-specific uh, one, it'll say app colon Firefox, app colon Finder. Um, if it's machine-specific group, it'll be... Mac colon, uh, because Mac stands conveniently for machine as well as Mac, um, and then the name of the machine, um, and so on, so that you know, if I get a new machine, I can easily add it to that group, um, and so on. Um, so yeah, I tend to uh I I tend to either have things in just the general group, um, like the all macros group, or I tend to put them into a very specific, okay, this is only gonna run in this context group. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I don't have a huge amount of grouping going on here. What about you, David?
1: <laughs> I love that you just explained a very advanced, uh, hierarchy and said, but I don't have that much, but you have a lot. <laughs> no, it's good. Well, I, I, I do, do have same- a lot of
0: groups, but oh, okay. I, I don't have that. Like, I don't have that many differences between those groups, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. like a lot of them will just be, you know, like, Work colon Citrix, work colon Firefox, work colon Microsoft Teams, and so on. Um, and that will just no, let me know that this is, you know, work for a specific application. Uh, I guess that's where I break from my application rule, but there we go.
1: Yeah, so I, I got in trouble, like you. I, I do a lot of public display of my keyboard maestro because I teach courses on it and do stuff. And so I found myself sometimes, like, cleaning and then, like, ending up deleting things I was sharing with people or deleting things I needed in production. So I had to get more organized. Like I do the same thing you do though. I have like a bunch that are called app app colon, and then the name of the app. And some of those, I I'm a big fan of the feature in keyboard maestro, where you can say, just trigger this macro in this app. Yeah. I mean, one of the most basic examples is Apple mail, right? Apple mail's keyboard shortcut to send an email is Command shift D it's like, what were they drinking the day they decided to make that the send keyboard shortcut? I mean, every app, every other email app uses command enter, which makes a ton of sense. So I just made a macro in the app colon mail that says, if I hit command enter hit the keyboard shortcut command shift D and like, so I've got some real basic ones, but I also have some more advanced ones. But by keeping them in the app, it allows me to, number one, find it easily and then keep those kind of grouped together, Um, just like you do. That's the trick, right? You can't nest these groups in Keyboard Maestro, but if you just give it a prefix, you in essence nest them. And I've got a couple of those like that. Max Sparky, I've got one called Context. So my favorite, some of my favorite um, uh, Keyboard Maestro macros are contextual, like, anything one is personal one is max sparky i used to have one called legal it was so fun when i deleted it that day Uh, Mm -hmm. but the um but so if i hit um the key plus m then it opens up a list of like 30 things i do as max sparky and then it's a conflict palette so it just allows me to jump through them i mean i guess i'm getting into the weeds here but but it, it is interesting to see how different people do grouping and when you make a new one with this macro wizard you can drop it into any group, and I have a testing group in mine. I think it's a very useful group to have if you're working in Keyboard Maestro and even just learning yes. it. It's like a little lab. You have little experiments in there. You run like at one point I wanted to, um, I wanted to automate the volume dial on my Stream Deck, right in the Stream Deck, uh, plus the one with the, the four dials on the bottom. I wanted a way to set the volume. On my Apple Music because I have Apple Music piping out of my Mac into some home pods in my studio, and I wanted to turn volume up and down without having to go to the app or do something goofy. And so I figured out an Apple script, and I did all these tests in Keyboard Maestro to figure it out, and then I signed the macro it to the dial in the in the Stream Deck going up or going down. But I'm looking at my testing and I'm seeing all the kind of historical reference here as I was figuring out that script. And it's just kind of nice to have that stuff.
0: Yeah, so I have a um, a couple of uh, sort of testing groups, and I'm I'm also just going to say uh, for the record, while it might be nice in theory to be able to nest groups of macros. I actually find it's more beneficial to me to have like the the four different podcast groups uh, listed together. Um, so that I can, I can see that I've got four different podcast groups immediately in my sidebar instead of knowing that, you know, okay, so I've got podcasts and I click on it and then it discloses another, however many folders and so on. I, I quite like the way that I've been forced to flatten it to an extent. Um, it, it makes, makes it a lot easier for me, but I have a testing group much like you, David. I also have a temporary group now temporary is for a macro that I made as like a one-off thing of like I needed to just do this thing with something like I needed to create 27 folders or something like that um and like they all needed to have like consecutive dates in them or something um and temporary is basically I made this once I'm probably never gonna need it again but just in case I'm gonna throw it in this temporary folder Um, And what I'll do when I do that is I will also use the great comment feature in Keyboard Maestro to add a comment uh, into that macro and just say, hey, this is what it's for and dump as many as possible, uh, like in in brain terms, keywords into that so that when I search for it later, I can then find it because inevitably with these things, there'll be a whole bunch of macros where it's like, no, I don't need this. I don't need this again. Uh, But instead of deleting it, I found Dump it into a temporary folder, which I should probably just call archive or something like that. Um, but temporary, it it makes my brain happy, so I'm living in temporary. Um, and uh, yeah, I've 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 got that there, and that that has been really great because you know you said before that you've got into trouble where you've deleted macros that you meant to keep, and so on. I've done the same, um, and I've also had macros that I've created as a one-off thing, and then been a week later, been like, oh actually, you know, if I still had that, I could use that as the basis for this thing or whatever it is. So it's, it's been very nice to just have that uh, as available to me.
1: Getting back to the new features though, one of the nice things they did was uh, historically the OCR engine in Keyboard Maestro was one called Tesseract, but just like, you know, everybody else in the world, Suddenly text recognition is getting really good because of you know, artificial intelligence, yada, yada, yada. And um, and Tesseract had some issues. Like I, I noticed like on a dark screen, it barely worked. and there's some forum threads that that kind of confirmed that. Um, but they uh, but they added now the Apple OCR engine. So the Apple text recognition is an OCR option going forward, starting with this version 11. And I recommend it. If you're running an automation that does OCR use the Apple engine, you're going to be much happier. Yeah. Just a nice quality of life improvement. But for people who want to grab text out of something, now you've got a a much better way to do it.
0: Yes. And I think that, you know, a lot of the features that have been added, um, like custom for each action names um, where you're doing a, a display progress, that sort of thing, you know, it sounds very nerdy, very complex and so on, but it, does make your life much better when you are trying to show a a progress title and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on so that you can, you know, customize it. And I I just really appreciate features like that as much as something like adding um, a prompt for user input with sliders that can now return decimals. Um, because that sort of thing can really make a, a huge difference uh, to the script and the way that I, I set things up. Because, you know, I use Keyboard Maestro and I open the macro editor multiple times a day um, to do things. Um, and it'll often just be quick little one-off things of like, I don't want to click this button 17 times. Click it for me 17 times. Yeah. Um, or something silly like that. Uh, but I have Keyboard Maestro installed on my parents' machines as well. Um, and they're aware that it's there. They don't really know what it does. They don't really know what's happening. But every so often, like when my dad inevitably accidentally tries to delete the photos uh, or pictures uh, folder on his Mac uh, because he hits the wrong keyboard shortcut, it'll just intervene and go, Are you sure about that? Is that a good idea? I'm just gonna not let you do that and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I don't have parental control set up on those machines because you know my parents are, are you know they're not necessarily the best with tech but they are definitely giving it their all and it would be hampering for them to not be able to just do things, um, but there's a couple of times where keyboard maestro has just sort of snuck in and been like, "I'm just gonna, you know, deal with this." And you know, every so often, it'll do a little backup copy of all my dad's pictures to the NAS and stuff like that, so that he doesn't have to do it. And it's just really great that you know all of these things will also just continue to work with the new version. I have not had a single macro not work in the new version.
1: Neither, neither.
0: I'm giving Peter a 12 out of 10 because shortcuts, every couple of versions, it'll be like, I'm just going to have to open every single shortcut and run it manually to see what's not quite working now.
1: Yeah. Well, and I have to laugh when you said um, uh, you don't have parental controls installed on your parents' computer. adds a whole new element to the term parental controls. <laughs> <laughs> <I> like
0: that <laughs> yeah, yeah, parental controls, I'm controlling my parents. no, i yes. I, I don't do that, but uh I I, I definitely have uh set up uh, a few things on their devices so that yeah, because my mom for ages kept saving everything into uh like local storage. Um, and then complaining that it wasn't there on her iPad, um, and so I, I just like you know I didn't install Hazel for this because keyboard Maestro was already there for a couple of other things. Yeah. Because uh, just like you, David, she was using the wrong keyboard shortcut for for mail. Um, and I know you can change it in the in the macOS keyboard settings, but that's only for that machine, and it, it occasionally macOS likes to randomly reset it. Yeah. Great. Um, and so um. Yeah. So I have keep keyboard where she said for that. So whenever she saves stuff into the local, like all my Macs uh storage, um, I would just have it moved to the equivalent folder in iCloud and stuff. And, you know, fortunately she she's got better at that recently. So that's you know, that, that macro rarely gets run anymore. But at the same time, it's still there just in case. Um and it, it's nice that, that that definitely helps.
1: Another new feature, you know how on Text Expander you can have it prompt you like dear Mr. So and so? Yeah. Now you can do that in Keyboard Maestro. They've added a prompting command, prompt for snippet, and there's a syntax to it. You've got to nail it down. Like you, you know, there's an ask command. It's you, you, it's a, a percentage sign ask, and then you put in the request of the field, and it gives you a window, and you can type it in. Um, it's it's nice. I mean, if you want to use Keyboard Maestro for text expansion, I know a lot of people do. Now you get the prompt, and uh, I think a prompt can be a very useful uh a, a tool in your arsenal of text expansion. so uh really nice to see this get added.
0: Yeah, I know I definitely appreciate this sort of thing being there because I do find myself nesting things like this um, and I was using Alfred for a while for for um, text expansion. And you know, I still have Text Expander, um, but I, you know, I like to try out all the options, and I'm I'm going to be giving a keyboard maestro a thorough run for its money in the uh, text expansion department over the next couple of months, just to see if it can uh, if it can work for me. Because you know, it's never that I want to get rid of Text Expander. It, you know, it's a great tool; it does exactly what it does. But I'm always interested in finding the best solution for me.
1: Yeah, and people are always asking me, you know, if is there like a non um price you know uh subscription service like text expander and they're out there but honestly every time i try them they're and it's good you may think i'm in the bag we've had them as a sponsor off and on for years but the um they just have a really nice set of features but you know what uh keyboard maestro you know this is the first third-party app other than text expander i've seen add these uh, prompts so i think that's on the way right
0: yes yeah exactly
1: okay uh Another nice new feature is is calendar events. Now, I've always felt like uh, if there's a weakness in Keyboard Maestro, it is things like contacts and calendars. I don't think it's as good as them as shortcuts are. And I think that's probably because of just kind of the nature of the beast. Keyboard Maestro is made for doing all kinds of crazy, powerful stuff. But in dealing with the native apps, I think Apple has more of a focus on that. And it feels like... Uh, Keyboard Maestro is starting to kind of nudge back that direction or at least add more features in. Um, I did run some tests on the new create calendar event and it works just like it does in shortcuts. You know, it's got all the fields that you would expect. It's even got the URL filled so you can drop a URL into your new calendar event uh, as you create it. And I feel like, you know, this is a good implementation of this uh, and it's a feature that was always frankly missing from Keyboard Maestro. There's not a whole lot to say about it, but if you want to create a new calendar event, you no longer have to go over to Shortcuts to do it. You can just run it as one more step in your Keyboard Maestro script.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I have to say, that's the sort of thing that I really like. Similarly to the the enhanced or different uh, OCR option, you could do this by farming out to Shortcuts, but it's really lovely when you can just stay in Keyboard Maestro. Similarly, it's also great that you can just say, no, I already have a shortcut that does this thing. I just want to run it and continue with the the output from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, I find that to be very, very useful.
1: Yeah, and it's got all the things you expect. You can pick which calendar you're going to, set a location, starting time, duration, alarms. You can set it as repeating, although repeating is limited, as far as I understand, to kind of the usual suspects, daily, weekly, fortnight, month, or year fortnite that's a yeah, term that we yeah. don't say much in the u.s every two weeks <laughs> is what Fortnite means yeah
0: i mean i have to say it's uh it's better than bi-weekly because bi-weekly in some contexts means yes. twice a week and in some contexts it means every other week
1: yeah it's like and it's what, just like
0: pick one yeah. pick one
1: isn't that crazy it's a term that can mean twice a week or every two weeks and we are just okay yep. with that there, there's a part of me that hates that <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's probably the same part of me that's currently hating wintertime over here. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I'm living with it, but uh, yeah. So speaking of that uh, calendar event, because of that, I discovered that there's a GMT offset feature built into um, Keyboard Maestro. Um, so it's a function just like you can get the current day um, and, and, and time and now and things like that. Um, but there's a GMT offset, which returns the number of seconds that you are offset from GMT. So uh, that's really useful for all sorts of date math stuff. And I'm, I'm just loving the fact that this is something that happens every time Keyboard Maestro comes out with a bunch of new features. I discover existing features that I didn't know about that solve problems that I, I had. So it's, that's always really cool.
1: This app is deep. Oh yeah. This episode of the automators is brought to you by express VPN, high speed, secure, and anonymous VPN services Sign up at expressvpn.com automators and get an extra three months for free. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you open an incognito window, there's a little note that tells you your activity could still be visible to your employer, your school, and your ISP. If you want to really stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you need to use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop or a hotel, Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network, and that's still true even when you're in incognito mode. What's more, your home internet provider could also see and record your browsing data. In fact, and in the U.S., they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers, and they make a lot of money cataloging every website you visit. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays that, private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices and is super easy to use. The app literally has one button. Just tap it to connect, and your browsing activity is secure from prying eyes. I've used ExpressVPN for years. I like the simplicity of it, and I like the reliability of it. It's fast, it doesn't get in my way, but it does provide me that privacy. I'm not doing any creepy stuff on the internet. I just don't like the way people are keeping track and selling my data. I want to make it harder for them. So stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash automators. Once again, that is expressvpn.com automators to get three extra months for free. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash automators to learn more. And our thanks to ExpressVPN. For their support of the automators and Olive Relay FM.
0: Cool. So there's a whole bunch of other new features in here as well, um, including some like setting your screen resolution, which feels like something that you may not do all that often. Um, I know that I don't do it super regularly. But I also know that every so often, I feel like this is something that happens when you're in in, in support more. Um, I'm investigating like a customer issue at work or something, you know, it's made its way to me. And, you know, somebody's like, okay, well, this person has a Mac and they've got this screen resolution on this display. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh how do I set my screen to that resolution? Now I've used a bunch of apps for this in the past, but I love the fact that I can just forget about all of those. Now and just use Keeper Maestro to set my screen resolution. Um, So that's definitely a feature that I'm
1: going to be keeping up my sleeve. Okay. So this is the one that was for me in this release (laughs) because I I'm a pod, I'm a a screencaster and you know, when you screencast, you want to set your resolution bigger here's a here's a screencaster trick for the audience you don't want your standard high fidelity screen resolution when you screencast because when people are watching it at home on their Apple TV or their small screen it's hard to read the text and everything is as smaller than it should be so you actually want to bump up the resolution to a much where the text is bigger you know it's not something I would use daily as I'm working with the computer but when I record I always am changing and This has been an ongoing battle for me. There have been menu bar apps that kind of do it, but they aren't automation friendly. Um, Eventually, I cobbled together a very complicated Apple script that does it. And it works, but it's it's also very rickety. And this, I love this, that they added this feature. So now I've already got an automation when I start screencasting that, you know, sets the clock and does a bunch of other stuff. And now I'm just dropping and pulling the Apple script out adding this one step action my screen resolution changes and i'm i'm quite pleased with this so this one is a to me the winner (laughs) but but i know i'm an oddball
0: yeah but at the same time i feel like there's a whole bunch of people who will find this to be useful similarly um, remove clipboard flavors is something that it's you know, it's probably only useful for some people, but for those people, it's going to be so useful. So for folks who don't know, when you copy something to your clipboard, say, for example, you copy um, a a shape that you created in Keynote to your clipboard, uh, that can end up on your clipboard as a number of different things. It can be an SVG, it can be a PNG, all sorts of stuff, um, depending on where you then paste it to. And this um, object that's on your clipboard is actually, um, you know, it has flavors to it. That's that's what it's referred to. So the fact that you can remove those flavors is so useful.
1: If you've got a pushover account, you can now send notifications directly from Keyboard Maestro to pushover. I think that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I have to say, you know, like this is this is something that you can do with, you know, like you know, shortcuts can do this with get contents of URL, and you can you can make API calls through Keyboard Maestro, um, which means that you can use other apps like PushCut, you know, uh, full disclosure, you know, part of the team running PushCut and and so on. But it's it's nice that these sort of actions that users are needing and creating for themselves regularly are being in- integrated into uh, Keyboard Maestro. So I I'm loving that.
1: Yeah, I, I really think that you know, just the idea of sending notifications to the user—that's something that he's been kind of leaning into off and on, uh, with it, you know, the URL calls and and stuff. I this is just one more step in that direction, and um, the the there's always been an action where you can select a menu by name, and that one to me is the get out of jail free card of Keyboard Maestro. Sometimes you want to automate something in an app that just is not cooperative. and you can, in essence kind of force it by just calling menu bar um, uh, calls. But apparently, there were some issues with it. Now I've never had a problem with it. It's always worked for me, but uh, there was enough of an issue that one of the the new features is he redid that feature to be more stable and and useful. Mm-hmm. but but I, I would say anybody out there that's trying to automate an app that just is not cooperative, doesn't have Apple script dictionary, doesn't wanna, you know, whatever, doesn't wanna play along, you can force it with menu bars. Like say, okay, yeah. file, new menu. And then you like almost everything can be addressable from menu bar calls with most apps. So uh, that is a great feature. And I'm glad it's continuing to get refinement.
0: Yes. Yeah. One of the things I really like doing with that feature is combining it with the if menu is available or is not available if statements um yeah. because i have um I, so i usually use command and then the square brackets for indenting and outdenting in a lot of applications not every application some of them use tab and my brain's okay with that but um in omnifocus if you're in a uh, project and you've got a nested task you can outdent it um to to be to pretty much any level but if you're in the inbox and i hit outdent it doesn't turn it into a project which is what I'm asked after doing um and so I am able to use the if menu uh option is available for convert to project then just do that instead for me and that's it um and and I absolutely love that um and yeah it makes that sort of thing makes my life a lot easier so I'm glad that even though the sections always work perfectly for me that this has just had a little bit of a, a polish and an upgrade so another uh, action, which I'm sure uh, some folks will be absolutely loving because it ties into uh, meetings and so on. And so if you if you want like a meeting macro that you can set up so when you're ready to join a meeting, um, you, you're, you're, you just click it and you go set audio device. Um, and so you can set audio devices for, you know, your, your input, your output and for sound effects, which is a third thing in macOS. You can have sound effects go to a different speaker. Um, which can be very useful. And I use that a lot of the time, but not when I'm in a meeting because when I'm in a meeting, I don't want that sound effect being on a speaker that's then audible to other people. I want it coming through my headset. Um, So yeah, this is a really lovely little feature that was added.
1: So what, what kind of sound effects are you using? I'm now I'm curious.
0: Well, I, I'm just talking about like macOS sound effects. So like oh, when I get gotcha. a message, that yeah, sound, yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. That 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 has a separate speaker option.
1: In, I thought you had like, a, like a I thought you had like a drum kick, like when you tell a joke, boom boom. You know, like you would just like follow that around.
0: I mean, that's what the Stream Deck's for. And yeah. uh, speaking of the Stream Deck, actually, there was another new action added um, to set, or rather, an options uh, added to the set Stream Deck or the Stream Deck set image action, it now supports files. Um, so as well as icons, you can also use files. And that's, that's really handy.
1: There, the Especially. list is so long, you know, um, oh, yeah. and like even the set audio device thing that, I mean, I was just making a joke about it, but it's also like so useful. Like I was talking earlier about playing, I like to play my music through the home pods and uh but i like the other stuff to come through the Mac speaker and like there's all sorts of ways i can automate this now yeah uh very easily so it's, it's nice and
0: all these just add up to making life a lot easier um so you know you're setting variable to text action now support is setting array elements of a variable um and you know there's there are some adjustments as well to two applications that i use a lot hide front application and quit application and so both of these wait for that action to be like completed before they continue. Um, so quit application waits for the action to the application to terminate or to relaunch, um, and the hide front application waits for the application to no longer be active before it continues. And I feel like that's the sort of thing that will definitely make life easier. For a lot of folks, uh, some folks who, like me, have just added a wait until application is no longer active or wait until application is quit um, action, but also just new users who are coming in who are going, oh, I just want to do this and no longer having to uh, troubleshoot and figure out that maybe adding a wait action is what's needed for this particular macro to do what it needs to do.
1: You know, one of the things we were talking about before we hit the record button is that Keyboard Maestro has themes like, and you don't even realize they're there unless you have to go look for them. But they added a new one, Blue Topaz. But it's Mm -hmm. kind of fun. If you go into the settings, you can uh, click into the settings of Keyboard Maestro, and then you can change the color theme of your menus. And, you know, they've got different ones you can choose from. Yeah,
0: specifically of the palettes. Yeah. So for folks, if you open um, Keyboard Maestro and you go to Preferences, there's a palettes uh, tab. If you click on any of those palette styles, it'll give you a theme editor and you can go nuts and create your own theme. But there's also arrows, which if you click up and down, will let you go through. So uh, is anybody going to be surprised that I'm currently using gemmel purple? I don't think anybody's going to be surprised about that. Uh, but the blue topaz is definitely on there. It's my global macro palette style. Um, I tend not to use palettes all that much, which is perhaps why I've never really ended up using this feature too much. Um, but uh, I do love the fact that There are these different styles, and uh, it caused me to go through and uh, explore and find gamel Purple um, was an option. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of purple in my life right now, and I'm loving it.
1: Well, and that's just like one more example of finding a new feature when you get the update. And uh, I like the orange ones, just say. The sunset looks kind of nice, too. But, uh, yeah, I should start using these more often.
0: In other news, I've started an automation podcast with Stephen Hackett, uh, who is also an Orange fan. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, folks. Uh, but the fact that both of you are such big fans of Orange and yet the MPU artwork is green does confuse me frequently. Um, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just...
1: Well, we did the... Uh, St- Stephen wasn't the co-host when we made it. And, uh, you yeah, know, it just kind of is what it is.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I just... Every so often, I keep thinking that you should... Uh, Have an orange version of it. uh, Maybe we'll do that when we hit
1: episode 1000. We'll just change it to orange. Yes.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That sounds good to me.
1: All right. In addition to setting audio sources, you can mute and unmute audio uh, output uh, with a single Mm -hmm. command. I mean, just like nice little quality of life improvements.
0: Yeah. And similarly, uh, clicking at the found image, um, So, you know, keyboard maestros get out of jail free card.
1: cart yeah, um, yeah. is
0: like, you know, okay, so I can't do this via a keyboard shortcut. I can't do this via, you know, actual scripting, of course. Yeah. Um, I can't do this via a menu. Okay, I'm just going to click at this image. But every so often, like you'd have to add like a wait, like a wait half a second, wait two seconds, yeah, and then click at the image. Now there's an option to wait for that image to appear. And it's the same in find image on screen, uh, where it can find an image and both of those can wait for an image to appear. I just love that that is an option now um, that's going to make a lot of these macros that I had that were a little bit finicky because, you know, it would be variable as to how long it was that it needed to wait. That's just going to solve that problem right away.
1: Yeah, I mean, you often use this to have it click a button, but if the button isn't on the screen yet, like... I'm thinking about, like, I I have a bunch of these uh, programmed with the Grammarly website. And, you know, you just don't know how long it's yeah. going to take the website to load. And now you just have it wait for that image to appear, and then it clicks it. I mean, it, it is shocking to me how well that feature works. I mean, because it really is a hack, right? you You can't figure out how to automate something. So you just tell your computer, just look at the screen. And whenever the Grammarly new document button shows up, just push it. You know, and that that is like crazy, hacky automation, but it works every time. <laughs> but I have to, I make it wait like four seconds because I don't know when it's going to show up, when the page is going to load. Now I can take that piece out of that automation, just say, push it when it shows up. I like that.
0: Yeah. Um, and of course, with all these things, uh, I'm just going to take a moment to tell people there's a little settings cog on actions in macros in keyboard maestro. You may have never clicked this before. You may have clicked this by accident, but it's over on the right-hand side. Go click it. Okay, I, I'm telling you this for a reason because there's various options in there like set action timeout and stuff like that. Yeah. And when you've got something like the Grammarly website where you're waiting for an image to appear, I would strongly suggest that you make sure that if you are adding that option, which you'll, you'll do in the set, settings cog menu as well, to wait for this to appear, that you also set your action timeout to something reasonable like 30 seconds, okay? Realistically, if it doesn't load in 10 seconds, I reckon there's a problem and you probably need to rerun the macro. But if after 30 seconds it hasn't appeared, your macro should probably, I don't know, set off some fireworks and go, hi, I've got a problem and I cannot do the thing. But the fact that you can do that and you can customize that, some of the actions have like cancel macro on failure as an option. And so you can say like, if I don't work, I don't want to, I don't want this macro to like, just stop. Like it's okay if this step doesn't work for whatever reason. Um, and I, I just love that these things are all right there as options. There's also, by the way, copying, uh, actions as text or as images, uh, which can be really nice when you're sharing macros with other people. I tend to copy them as images and then set the alt text to the copy as text option, and that's just really useful so that people can, you know, see what it is. And then I'll send the macro file over as well. So somebody can download it and give it a natural try. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I love the fact that all of these options are right there. Um, there's also duplicating, disabling actions, trying them. You can change colors. You can set notes on things. So if you've got something that looks a bit weird and you're like, I am not going to remember in five minutes why I've done this, add a note. You'll you'll, you'll appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, there's so much in this new version that <laughs> uh, you can tell like a lot of little problems got solved Um uh, adjustments to the engine um, the the keyboard maestro engine so the way it works is keyboard maestro has an engine that runs in the background at all times in order to to do the things you've asked it to do but then the application is where you set up the automations and there was a bunch of work on the engine to make it faster more efficient um, and just generally do the job better um the uh the changes in that that's like where they made the change to the ocr that we talked about earlier um uh, putting macro icons in the status menu so you have a status menu app with this you can put the icon there that's nice it makes it more visual easier to see all these are just nice little little improvements that i think people will appreciate if they use this application
0: Definitely. And it's, it's one of those things where all of this stuff, you know, it, it adds up. So, you know, there's better support for using the address book and there's an address book token where you can just get your information out of the address book. Yeah. Um, and that seems like something that's like, well, why would I need that? Um, you know, what's that for? And it's like, well, actually, if you've got a whole bunch of snippets that are referencing like your name and your address, and then at some point you have to, to modify that, you know, um, you know, you move house or similar, being able to just pull that out of your address book is great. Cause then you update your address book and guess what? All your snippets are updated and that, you know, ideally you'd have like a, a, a source, you know, like a one, one, one macro or one, one snippet that's going to have all of this information in there. So you only have to update it once. But let's face it, we're human. We we all make mistakes. Some of us don't do that. Um, even those of us who who preach it don't necessarily practice it. So being able to just pull out of your your address book for this sort of thing is gonna make your life easier. So I'm gonna recommend that everybody do that. If they've got any snippets in Keyboard Maestro referencing their personal information, use that address book one. And that's come from this new version with, you know, their the updated options that we've got.
1: I just feel like I said earlier, you know, a calendar was a weakness for it, but address book was too. And the fact that they're trying to, you know, move that direction gives you a lot more power and you can pull the stuff out of shortcuts, but I think it'd be nice if this app can do it as well.
0: Yes, exactly. And yeah, I, I mean, I love the fact that, you know, I had some things which I couldn't do previously directly in keyboard maestro. So I was using shortcuts to do it and you know, as David and I mentioned earlier, we upgraded to the new version. Uh, apart from, I got the the option on one of my machines to live dangerously because I hadn't installed the update just yet, and it, I was syncing. Uh, and I love that, by the way uh, that that and also the fact that you get a little bit of audio that says "thank you" when you input the the license code for the new version. Oh, yeah. They're just they are just tiny little Easter eggs and they make me happy every two years when I encounter them. <laughs> um because yeah, it, it's it's nice that you get the warning that yeah, you probably don't want to live dangerously, but you can if you want to or just install the update. So of course I installed the update everywhere. Um and uh yeah that was great. But all of my macros just worked. If it worked before, it worked after. The only things that didn't work were the things that I had not actually finished before so they weren't actually working in the first place. And that that's just great. Um, so yeah, I I really really appreciate that.
1: Macro construction also got some love. Like he's got an action where you can move, or a menu item where you can move actions up and down in your list with a with a with a menu action. I don't really find that I need that that much. I, I feel like Keyboard Maestro really is the kind of gold star of of macro construction. You know, it's it's difficult sometimes in shortcuts because really the easiest way is you copy it and then you paste it somewhere else with the, you know, you you hold on basically the icon for the action and then say paste under or whatever. But you can't really move around. In Keyboard Maestro, you can select the whole block of actions and duplicate mm-hmm. them or copy them. Uh, but, you know, if he continues to press his lead forward on this stuff, I really yeah. wish that the uh, shortcuts team would be able to, to do some of these features in shortcuts because oh, yeah. that that is one of the big frustrations with shortcuts sometimes is just trying to get blocks of actions or or move things around without breaking them. And it's like it goes slow and then it goes really fast. And then suddenly you, your complicated shortcut is out of order and you're not sure where. And that's never fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I saw you surprised at you, David. I uh, immediately went in on finding out that there's move action up and move action down. Um and I added using um Mac OS's native keyboard uh options in the system settings. I had a keyboard shortcuts for these. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. So that
0: I can I can move things up and down using my keyboard because like control you know, I'm arrow a keyboard up girl.
1: or something like that.
0: Yeah. 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 I went with um yeah, I think I think it was uh command uh command option up and command option down. Um yeah. but yeah, that's yeah, these are, these are things that are making my brain happy um, because, you know, for some people won't care about this. They'll continue to drag stuff around. And for most people, that is absolutely fine. That was what I was doing before. I don't have a problem with continuing to do it, but it's really nice that now I can do even more without taking my hands off the keyboard. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive at OCI at www.oracle.com slash automators. That's O-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash automators. Oracle.com slash automators. Our thanks to Oracle for sponsoring this show and all of Really FM.
1: Uh, one of my favorite tricks with Keyboard Maestro historically has been moving files. I have a bunch of buttons set up to move files, but the uh, Keyboard Maestro script uh, took a lot of finagling to get to work um, to to move files. But now that's a lot easier, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. So this has tripped me up a few times before because the move file and the rename file action they they were kind of bundled in together and you know this is great because you know under underneath it you are just actually moving the path you're you're changing the path of it um but that could be a little bit confusing for folks um and so it's now got explicit options for move or f- rename the files um and i i i really appreciate that um just because it yeah it it can help a lot with with how some of these things work um because yeah there there was Move um, and, and rename. And, and uh, yeah, there's now move and rename um, for the same thing. Um, so yeah, that, that just makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah, I use this in so many contexts because like for the Max lab stuff that I send to JF, he helps me edit them. I've got a button yeah. uh, that has his picture on it. And it just points to a shared Dropbox folder. And mm-hmm. any file that I've selected, if I push his face, it goes to him. And the same thing with yeah. the podcast. Like I have a button that automatically moves our recordings and ad reads and whatnot to a folder that we share with our editor Jim. And like I just yeah. find it, it seems basic to have an action to move a file, but no, it actually is something that oh, you God might no. use all the time.
0: I mean, we've we've recently or I've recently made some some slight tweaks to how we store the show notes for this episode um and i'm doing this all with keyboard maestro so keyboard maestro when i start doing a recording will create a new file in the correct folder which is just created using the show number um and then it'll put all of the the show notes as i go through the show into that because i'm using my stream deck pedal and it's running keyboard maestro macros yay yeah. um but um when i'm done with the recording because it's watching where the recordings for this episode go it grabs them and it moves them and renames them, so it's got the right episode number in the front, and it sticks them into the right folder for me. And if something goes wrong and it screws up, it's like, okay, I'm just gonna dump these into incoming and hope that Jim can work it out. But because it renames them before that um, and then it moves them, um, it's like it means that I and I am gonna be leaving these as two separate actions because it works and I don't want Jim to kill me um, because he does a lot of work for us to make our lives a lot easier. So I'm gonna just leave that one alone. Um, but yeah, there the fact that that is just you know something that you you can do now is is great and yeah moving and renaming files honestly such a useful tool um and uh there's also something else that i've just noticed david i'm not sure when this appeared i don't think that this is something that i've seen explicitly listed somewhere and so you're gonna have to tell me if i'm going crazy disable on all macs um yeah, there is a macro syncing option to disable the macro group on all Macs now. That is new. I had not realized that this was in there. This is perfect because like my temporary folder, my testing folder and stuff like that, they're just disabled on every single Mac. And yeah. then I, I move stuff out of there when I need to run it and then I move it back in when I'm done. Um, And so the fact that I can disable a folder on every Mac, it's just perfect. I love it.
1: Yeah. And that's like a feature that's so far down the stack that you know that these guys are on top of things that they added that. But just I, yeah. you go back to move and copy files. I think that is an often overlooked possibility with Keyboard Maestro. I don't think a lot of people think of using it for that, but it actually is very good at it and, um, and is particularly nice if you can combine it with a Stream Deck. But it, it could also just be on a conflict palette.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also great, actually, with watching a folder because that's what I have it do uh, with um, the audio for the podcast. It watches a folder. Um, and then it, it, it does the, it does the things, um, and okay, Hazel could do the same thing and Hazel could absolutely run that macro for me, but I don't see a reason to have a trigger in Hazel and the action in Keyboard Maestro when I can just have the trigger and the action together in one place and be done with it. Um, and so that's, that's the way that I have gone with that particular, uh, solution. Um, but you know, you can, you can split this stuff up however you like. And that's one of the charming things about automation, especially on the Mac.
1: Should we talk about the command line tool? Because that's a banner feature we haven't mentioned yet.
0: I think we should. Yeah. So Keepo Maestro now has a command line tool. Um, and, uh, some people are going, huh? What? Mm -hmm." Uh, terminal on your Mac uh, opens a command line. Um, and just like there is a shortcuts command line tool, yeah, there is folks. Uh, and there's also the ability to run Apple Script on the command line. Now you can run Keyboard Maestro on your command line. Now, this may not seem like something that is super useful uh, to some folks. Other folks are going to be going, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. Um, Yeah, you're you're kind of either in the why would I use a command line or oh my god I've needed command line access for this. I have had a few scripts where I'm running, you know, like a shell script for whatever it is that does a bunch of things and I want a keyboard maestro macro to happen. Um and the ways that I have done this previously was either having a shortcut that runs the macro or using apple script within the 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 um, shell script to run a keyboard maestro macro. Now, both of these worked. It was fine. The fact that I can just change it to do this directly now is great because, uh, I do have, um, you know, keyboard maestro macros run through things like bunch. Um, and so having the option to do that through the command line integration instead of through a Apple script integration, just tidies things up a little bit, um, and and stuff like that. So I personally think that this is a great feature, you know, and the fact that it's there, maybe not everybody's going to use it. That's fine. But the fact that you can use it to trigger or edit a macro, it's just so useful. Uh, I absolutely love that.
1: I'm not a big command line user. I, I have played in it and understand it. And my problem is that I just never find much use for it. Um, the apps I use don't need command line interface. I think when you do programming, that's a much more common occurrence to go into mm-hmm. the command line. But, you know, I, at one point I felt like I was missing out, like there's something I, I should be doing more command line stuff. And I realized all the stuff I was doing in command line Um, while it was very efficient, um, I can be equally efficient uh, with the user interface stuff because of tools like Keyboard Maestro, ironically. (laughs) yeah. Um, So it's just, um, you know, it's just not something I use a lot. At some point, I'm going to find a good use for it, but I I don't find it at this point. I, I like what you were talking about earlier, where you said like, your bunch macros, which are Apple script calls. And you're like, well, I could switch it to a command line call, which historically is a lot shorter and more efficient, I guess you would say.
0: Yeah. It's also a little easier to read um, because I've actually just checked on some of them. So it turns out I have a mixture. <laughs> some of them are run this shortcut, which runs this keyboard maestro macro. Some of them are do an Apple script, uh, usually an inline Apple script. Um, so that's a script that I've written into the bunch to run a keyboard maestro macro some of them are using url scheme go me i've got three different ways of doing this i'm going to take a little bit of time after we record today and i'm just going to tidy these all up to use that keyboard maestro command line script because i feel like that is going to be a whole bunch better and yes the fact that i use bunch was intentional
1: yeah i think we need to do a show on setups um you know because you can do them in keyboard maestro you can do them in shortcuts you can do them in bunch and and I am confused because I I've used all three tools and I think they're all great. Um, but some of them are better at some things than others. I think we need to break that down for the audience at some point. Uh, and that'll Definitely. force me Definitely. to make some decisions probably too, <laughs> but, uh, let's, let's put that one on the list for future shows. But yeah, uh, if you want to use the command line to call these keyboard maestro macros, you can do it now. Um, and, uh, that's just one more thing you can do. And, and one of a very long list of things you can do, uh, my congratulations to Peter and the, everybody helping him out over there to get Keyboard Maestro version 11 out. Uh, gang, this is a, a really great update, and it's an app. If you like Keyboard Maestro, you should absolutely upgrade. Show your support for the developer and uh, you know, give them um, the, the means to continue developing this amazing automation app. Uh, I've said it many times in the last couple of years, but we are—I feel like—in a golden age of automation for the Mac because you have all the toys available to you, and you got the AppleScript stuff that we have historically had. But Shortcuts is r- for real on the Mac, and Keyboard Maestro is there too, along with Hazel and Text Expander, and all these others. And they all seem to talk to each other now. They've all, for whatever reason, agreed to you know run each other's commands, so you can make a super automation. Tool with basically any collection of tools here, but Keyboard Maestro is to me critical to this, and and I use it every day. I mean, I don't know what else to say. So I'm really happy that that we got this new version.
0: Yeah, me too. And honestly, it's just great to see that Peter's always out there collecting feature requests and so on. There's uh, one that's in in the forum, um, and this is actually the move or um, move and rename. Uh, move or rename option um and this was actually submitted by by jim um who uh it was a fabulous keyboard maestro user spent a lot of his time in the forums helping out a bunch of users Well, he passed away uh i think it was last year might have been the year before um and you know peter's replied to to his um you know post in the forum about the file actions being a bit confusing with you know that he said that he's never going to get to see it, but he has added this option. And this was something, it was brought up a while ago. It was brought up in 2018, so it's five years. Um, but you know what? The fact that Peter will keep track of these things um, and implement them when the time is right and when he's got the ability to do so, it's just fabulous. So great job there, Peter. I'm really, really, really impressed with Keyboard Maestro 11.
1: Yeah. We are the Automators Podcast. You can find us at relay.fm slash automators. You can find the forums for the Automators over at talk.automators.fm. You can go check it out. It's shocking to me how many times I have a question and I find it in our forum. So I find the answer. So that all works. Uh, Thank you to our sponsors today, our friends at ExpressVPN and Oracle. For those of you that are Automators Max subscribers, stick around. We're going to be talking some Stream Deck. Otherwise, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: Goodbye, folks.